gentlemen, welcome to episode 44 of He Book, She Book. I'm Mike. And I'm Becca. And we are back for another episode. And this time, we have no releases to report on. Yeah, it's a quiet a quiet week in wrestling. Oh, don't jinx it. Was it was mostly just wrestling that yes. happened this week. Which is Finally. nice. There's not a crazy amount of news. Um, we had like some new champions. We had some new matches announced for different cards. Uh, we had advancing of the TBS tournament for AEW. And we're just going to kick it off with Raw. Of course, and we have Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor to open the show. And as always, this is a great match. Those two men both know what they're doing, and they both look beautiful while doing it. And Seth wins. But my question is, why does Finn keep losing every single match? Why did we bring him back to the main roster if we're just going to have him lose every match he has? Yeah, he's had a a rough few months where it doesn't seem like they have any plan or idea with what to do with him. So he loses in the finals of the King of the Ring tournament in Saudi Arabia to King Woods, which is great. It's what everybody wanted. Yes, exactly. We wanted that loss. That's fine. And then but I think it was, was before that that he had the match with Roman mm-hmm. where he was he finally comes back as the demon and then the rope breaks get, at the end of the match. We that never a, even get gets explained. Yeah, Finn doesn't even bother. That's how he WWE his, is. They never explain anything. He had his match with Roman originally taken away from him by John Cena. Right. There was no follow-up really to that because John left. It's just been a weird few months for Finn. Seth continues to do this, like, this crazy gimmick that he's doing, which I enjoy a ton. He's such a good heel. And he is who I wanted to be feuding with Big E, but he's not the only person feuding with Big E, and nor is it is he only feuding with Big E. Right. We also have Kevin Owens thrown in this mix. And it's funny because everybody knows like you don't trust Kevin Owens. We were saying this when we were annoyed that Kevin Owens was like running around backstage and being all, don't you trust me? Aren't I a good person? Like, no, you're not. We've learned the hard way not to trust you. But in this backstage promo, Kevin Owens tells Seth that he's getting a match later tonight against Big E. And when that match happens, he's going to get put in the day one match between Seth and Big E. And that sends Seth just absolutely frantic. So he goes and finds Adam Pierce, and Adam Pierce is like, what are you talking about? So this is just something that Kevin Owens says to Seth. Nothing was ever set in stone about it. Seth brings it to Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce says, no, 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 that's not what's going to happen. Adam Pierce jokingly tells Sonia about how, like, this is a rumor that's happening. And Sonia's like, hey, you know what? That could work. And now that is what's happening. So Kevin Owens just manipulated this whole situation to make it so that his match tonight against or later in the night against Big E is going to put him in the day one match if he wins. And during the Big E and Kevin Owens match, of course, Seth Seth has to get involved. And he ends up screwing himself in the long run. Of course. Because he gets... uh... I guess it was he gets Big E disqualified. He gets yes. whoever gets disqualified. Kevin Owens wins, mm-hmm. and now or no, he ends up attacking Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens attacked him on the outside. So Kevin Owens ends up getting the win because they disqualified Big E because of Seth Rollins' interference. And it's just Seth played perfectly into Kevin Owens' trap. Right. And this was the overlying arc of the entire episode. Was basically Kevin is getting into Seth's head and literally just weaseled his way 
into a title match at day one by just playing mind games with Seth. And, like, if you're Big E, you're pissed. Oh, yeah. Because, like, this was supposed to be easy work. This is one-on-one with Seth Rollins. And now, all of a sudden, just because Seth can't compose himself, Mm -hmm. this is now a triple threat match at day one. The rumors, of course, running rampant. Kevin doesn't help them. That this may be the swan song for Kevin Owens in WWE. He's been here a while. He's accomplished mostly everything, and he's been booked very weirdly over the last year. Like, really, ever since that, uh, he had the feud with Roman Reigns Mm -hmm. that ended with that horrible, like, that weird, like, Paul Heyman couldn't get the handcuff thing. thing. Like, that's the only thing I remember from that feud. Me too. That's pathetic. And, like, ever since then, like, Kevin just hasn't really done anything. He has this weird gimmick now that he was, like, he wanted people to trust them, and then nobody did. So now he's like, I'm just going to be a dick just to spite all of you. Yeah, he really is. And he's like, oh, this is what you guys wanted. Like, no, this is who you are. Yeah. Like, it's gaslighting. Exactly. you're this way. We didn't make you this way. Yeah, but he thinks we did. I mean, he is fantastic at everything he does. And if it is his swan song, which, I mean, there's rumors about a lot of guys heading out the door that uh, haven't I'm already. Not okay. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if it's if it's it for Kevin, it just seems to be they are going to sh- kind of just shoehorn him into this match to be the guy that ends up taking the fall in the long run. Which, I mean, you can then move on with your big E, Seth Rollins feud to make that longer. Mm-hmm. But, man, I mean, I would personally, I would just have Seth win it here. So this is going to be a day one, this is the pay-per-view that's on New Year's Day. Yes. So we have a little bit of time, we have a few weeks, we have no pay-per-views in December. Not, not, well, if you're not including War Games. Right, War Games is going to be this past weekend on Sunday. And, yeah, I mean, if I'm WWE on this day one pay-per-view, I'm going to just put the title on Seth. Because I think he's he hasn't had the title since he did, like, that Messiah, and now he's just this crazy gimmick that he's doing, and he is a guy that is a legit main eventer, which they're, they've kind of run out of. Right, and you can and easily... Not, and, like, by their own fault. Right, and you could go back and forth. Like, if Seth takes it at day one, it's say he lose, or he wins by pinning Kevin Owens, and then that could be Big E's reason to keep the feud going. Like, I sure. wasn't the reason we lost this. I lost my title. Give me Absolutely. my title back, and then it, we can continue you run Seth it back and at, like, e. Elimination Chamber or whatever right. the next pay-per-view would be prior to WrestleMania. You make it a Royal Rumble storyline where Big E can win the Royal Rumble and get his title shot again. Like, there's plenty of opportunities, and it all hinges on, I mean, what is the future of Kevin Owens? Exactly, and we have to figure that out really soon because I think it's January his contract is up. And uh, we are we are cutting it close. I am very close. scared to see what happens. But he has options, so I'm not as scared. It's not like we're going to lose him forever. But on the other end of the roster, we have this feud between Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan going. So they have a contract signing for their match that's going to be next week. And remember last week, Becky made fun of Liv for looking like she was going to cry. And then Liv got that really good hit on, on Becky. And when Liv comes out, she's talking about this and shows the clip of Becky Lynch crying after Survivor Series. And there's back and forth, back and forth. And somehow this turned into a 10-woman tag team match. So it's team... What a surprise. Right? It's team Liv versus team Becky later in the night. Team Becky is Becky Lynch, Carmella, Zelina, Dewdrop, and Tamina. And then on team Liv... We have Liv Morgan, Dana Brooke, Bianca, Nikki, and Rhea. 
this match is what you think Great. a 10-woman <laughs> tag team match it's would exactly be. what you think it was. It's exactly it what you was think it was. fine. Mm-hmm. Liv ends up getting the pinfall victory on Tamina. And they really tried to push Liv's finish here. Because yes. they kept saying, if Liv Morgan hits Oblivion next week on Becky Lynch, she's going to be the new champion. And she hits it on Tamina. She gets the pinfall. She ends up getting it on Becky Lynch later on after like there's a scuffle after the match. Oh, my goodness. It was crazy. And they're really trying to sell it. It just it doesn't look good. I know. And the fans do not respond to it. No, because they don't know what exactly is happening. Because when you... There are certain it's finishers. Weird. It's a weird finish. It's not yes. impa- It's not nearly as impactful as it could be. Right. And I've yet to see her hit it where I'm like, damn, that looked good. Like, yes. it just always looks sloppy and just, like, we're kind of just falling. Right. And there are some finishes where you're just like, oh, shit, like, that looked great. And then yeah, this the one, you're just like. KOD always looks great. Right. No matter who Bianca hits KOD on, it looks it great. It looks amazing. But, you know, some. Morgan's finish does not look great. I've yet to see it look great. And I hope that, listen, I don't expect her to win. Next Monday, at all. I don't either. But I mean, uh, I don't know. the The, the feud was fine. I like that Becky is actually facing like a new f- face, literally. Right. And I like in this where like so Liv wins, and then Becky immediately starts attacking her. Yes. But then behind them, we have Dewdrop and Bianca going at it. Mm-hmm. So like we didn't have just. This Liv versus Becky feud happening here, because we had so many women in the ring, we had the other feud showing, and I like that, because we also have this new feud of Bianca and Dewdrop. We've never seen them versus each other. You also have the Rhea and Nikki losing the titles to Carmella and Zelina exactly. Vega last week. They're in the background as well. Like, there's a and lot of things Dana going Brooks on. And Dana Brooke's just there, too. Yeah, Dana Brooke's the <laughs> 24-7 champion, sure. She you was, know. like, talking to Reggie backstage oh God, at one point. Like, what so are you doing? Weird. It was so weird because Reggie's just, like, giving her tips on how to, like, retain the 24-7 championship. Can we just be done with Reggie now? But, like, why wasn't Reggie just trying to take it from her? That's my thing. I was like, this is sexist. Straight up. Yeah, why was he... Like, she took it from him. Why wasn't yeah. he trying to take it from her, but instead he's giving her pointers on how to keep it it's like they're literally selling it as and they did it last week when she won that like nobody wanted to touch her because she's yes. a woman but like so she just gets to keep the title forever like what are what what are we doing here it, it that whole thing is weird there's a lot of things going on in the women's division on the raw side and i mean i would assume we're probably the it's weird to me that we're doing live and becky next monday yeah, why aren't we doing that at day why, one? Like, you can continue to build this so yes. that it's way better when it actually happens. I yeah. think they're jumping the gun with this. They keep doing these title matches on mm-hmm. Raw and on SmackDown, and it's, it's for really... viewership. Like, they're trying to get the I music. get it, but, like, it, it really... It's not helping. No, it's not. Like, nobody's going to be excited to watch Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan in a championship match on Raw. No. Like, I'm not... Like, I'm assuming Liv's probably going to lose this match. I 100% agree with you. I think that she's going to lose this match. There's not enough build. People don't know. I mean, people know who Liv Morgan is, but not if you're trying to get, like, outside viewers, and that's not the way to do it. This isn't – just because it's a championship doesn't mean anything if it's not going to be a good build to that championship. On the other end, we have Edge is back. And that is something that will get viewers in the door. And he comes out saying he's ready to beat anybody on Raw. And he gets interrupted by The Miz. 
Of all people. Of all people. And we're we're crying, laughing on the couch, going, oh my god, we just said, what the hell is Miz going to do now that Morrison's gone? Yeah. Well, Edge came back, and they were like, oh, you know what? Edge doesn't have anybody. Bring the Miz back. And, like, Edge is rattling off these names of, like, who he can yes. face. And, like, he said it's AJ Styles, and I get excited. And, like, oh, that would be great. But, like, AJ's being wasted with Omos. With Omos. <laughs> and as much as I love Omos, this has been going on way too long at yeah. this point. Like, they were doing this, like, at WrestleMania. Yes. It's December. It's crazy. We're coming up on the new we, WrestleMania season. We have a season. new mania coming up, and you're still doing this and over and over again? And we're still just wasting AJ Styles. I would love to see AJ Styles and Edge having like an actual feud. But instead, we get Miz. I'm laughing my ass off because, like, what a heel move. But we didn't just get the Miz. No, 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 no. We got Maurice is back as well. Oh, flawless. We got this Miz woman looks and amazing. Mrs. She looks phenomenal. So good. There is not a better Miz than what than when he is with his missus oh like, yeah he just last time when she came back he hit a different level and to have her back again like so i just wanted to put this in here as well on twitter betty phoenix yes Beth Auntie phoenix betty decides uh she announces her that she's stepping away from nxt commentary yes right she wants to spend more time with her kids i'm sorry her kids, your kids are going to be fine, Betty. Get in the ring. Yeah, your kids can be ringside for this. Yeah, your, bring your kids to it. We need to see, like, if Maurice is going to get involved on the Mrs. side, I would like to see. Yeah, we can do John Cena and Nikki Bella versus the Miz and Maurice again, but this time we'll use Edge and Beth. I would love it. Like, it, it would be amazing. I'm like, I'm a little bit. People are. People are legitimately angry that The Miz is getting this spot. Well, I think what? it's hilarious. The Miz was angry at the people for not yes. voting for him, for him to win Dancing with the Stars, which is hilarious. So if you're Miz, screw what the people want. Exactly. They didn't want you. Why would you give them what they want? Exactly. And he's, yeah, he's going in. The Miz is going in on the crowd for not voting for him. So good. And he, they're supposed to be the best fans in the world. He loses to JoJo Siwa. She has better fans than him. She does. And... He's just pissed that Edge gets this big return mm-hmm. announced a week prior. Miz gets nothing, which is better. It is better. Surprise returns, always better. And yet, like the and Edge, I mean, credit to Edge. He gives credit where credit is due. Hypes up the Miz. The fact that the Miz main evented WrestleMania the same night that Edge opened WrestleMania, right? And he Miz beat John Cena, and like that was like ten years ago, but still. Um, uh, he also references how Edge was referenced. Miz was referenced. Or, I'm sorry, how Miz was referenced yeah. on other shows, which I was shocked, but like, Edge it's, can do what Edge wants, it, I guess. This whole interaction I know. felt like a literal, like, great value response oh my God, to everybody was CM saying Punk that it was the Wish version. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was, and I don't want to say it was bad, because it wasn't bad. No, it was still it was fun. Good. I liked it. Yeah. People just hate on The Miz. I get it. I hate on The Miz, so I totally get it. But I had fun. This It was a good return. It As, was... All, I love Maurice. I'm so happy that she's here. Yeah, listen, I'm glad they're back. I think this feud will be fine. I need it to be short, because Edge has better things to do. <laughs> no offense, Miz. But this is... I think this is good, because it, it will give Edge a win. Since Edge has come back, he has lost most of his matches at this point yeah right and he loses these feuds and i want i mean he beat seth rollins in the hell in a cell and he had his win over randy orton but like i want him to just get an easier win here i feel like if because miz can get heat man miz can get booed easily so easy it's going to be really easy to cheer edge and hate on miz and be happy that edge shuts miz up i think the only reason that he did not get booed when he came out was because maurice was there 
Yeah, I mean, there are, I really, there are like, people Miz were fans. so excited people will to be see excited her. to see him and her. Yes, and I think like that they were like, oh my god, both of them. Like one, we were all shocked that the Miz was back. Everybody gets excited on that, first especially return. in this spot. Yes, because we were just sitting there like, oh, who's going to come out? Who's going to be the one? And it's yes. Miz. Yeah, and we're like, people. what the? F- His name wasn't even mentioned, and that was something that he also got mad about. But you know, we well, forgot about you. It was the you. exact counterpoint that MJF was having with CM Punk, where MJF was pissed. That when CM Punk came back, CM Punk named all these people he wanted to work with, and he didn't name MJF. And that's right. the whole root of that feud. They literally do the same exact thing hilarious. with Miz and Edge. And I I think that's just hilarious. But yeah, I want this to be like, let's do day one and let's be done with it. Right. And it's going to be... We have other things to do. They do bring up how Morrison is gone. Right. Whatever. People got upset about that. People got upset earlier in the night because Liv Morgan had mentioned that like the reason her friends aren't here anymore is because of Becky's big contract. I don't get fans want realism, but then fans think realism's too real. Yeah. Pick a side here. You can either like that real life things get brought into storylines or you can not like it. I love it. It like listen, Ruby Riot is in a much better spot than she was yeah, she in is. WWE. Hell yeah she is. Like it's not a bad thing that Ruby Soho is now Ruby Soho. Right. Like, I mean, we don't know where Sarah Logan is, but it's fine. She's a mom now. She's happy. She's she's doing. Oh, she's her not thing. wrestling at all. Not that I've seen. Oh. I know that she very recently had a kid, uh, but like, that's all besides the point. <laughs> the point is, like, don't be like clamoring for like the real life stuff. Like when MJF says like real shit. Yeah. People go ape shit for it. Yo, speaking of some real shit, Vince McMahon slapping the shit out of Austin Theory. Like, that was wild. Like, for some reason, there's this backstage. Vince is in his, like, weird makeshift office again. And Austin Theory comes in and Vince is like, you're going to stay here and watch the entire show. We're going to watch this together. And, you know, Vince tells him, if you steal from me again, I will kill you. Mm -hmm. Straight up. And then throughout the night, we, we get clips of this. So we go back and forth throughout the night. And then in, like, the last clip we have of this... Vince is basically like, expect the unexpected, they go get up, and Vince just slaps the shit out of Austin Theory. Yeah, we had a few segments of this. Right. Where Austin and Vince are just watching the show and reacting to it, and Vince will kind of mumble some stuff that nobody can really understand, because he's just very mumbly Yeah. recently. I don't know what his deal is, but he's... Saying, like, you need to expect the unexpected, and you have to surprise people, and if people expect a surprise, it's not a surprise. And it is weird advice that he's giving to Austin Theory. And it's clearly, we talked about this last week, like, there's something with Austin Theory that Vince probably likes. Right. Right? And I don't, you know, it's obvious. The guy's got a great look. He's He's a crazy good athlete. He's got a lot of personality. And clearly Vince likes him and wants to give him more TV time to the point that he's going to get on TV with him, right? Yeah. Gets him up, slaps the piss out of him, and says he's got a lot to learn. And I don't know if we're going to do the same thing next week. Jesus. I would rather we don't. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I could see this going a bunch of different ways. Like, I could see Vince putting Austin Theory into that triple threat match, making it fatal four-way just to get Austin Theory, like, another championship opportunity. Like, I think we're going to be, over the next year, building up to where Austin Theory is one of those main eventers that we have just not been making recently. Right. You heard it here first. We'll come back in a year and check. We need 
a star, especially like on this raw side. We were talking about with Edge. Like, I mean, there are people that Edge could feud with, but like the fact that they thought the Miz was the best option is not a great like uh, sign of the roster that you have. And like, and again, the AJ Styles thing is just weird to me. I don't know why he's just not being used. We had a weird Bobby Lashley like promo yeah. about like his career before WWE, and now he's in WWE. He was made for it, but like we don't know what he's doing. Yeah, we have no idea what half of them are doing. There's, like, yeah, like, we don't know what Finn Balor is doing. We don't know what Bobby Lashley's doing. We don't, like, what, there are guys on the roster that are fantastic at what they do, that are former world champions that we're just not doing anything with. Those are three guys that have been champion with the last two Or we're just, like, like tag-teaming them. Like, we have RK-Bro is still together. I'm so yeah, shocked by that. That is weird. I thought that by now they would have, like, Randy would have turned on... Riddle, which I think would be funnier if it was rolled reversed. I it think would. that Riddle should turn on Randy yeah. instead of Randy turning on Riddle. Put but ri- right now, they're still out there winning. I think they beat the Dirty Dogs this week. They did. And that's what I'm saying. Like, f- things that started last, like, WrestleMania yeah. are still happening. And, like, there's been... I mean, RK Bro has progressed yes. a ton. AJ and Omos has not progressed at all. No, and now right. they're just getting involved in other tag team matches. So where I'm sitting here going, okay, they're like not... Alpha Academy has not progressed really at all. No. The Street Profits, great tag team. They win really... every now and then. I mean, yeah. they beat the Alpha Academy this week, thanks sure. to AJ and Omos. Like, Mysterio's faced the Hurt Business. Remember when we were excited the Hurt Business was back? That went away very quickly. Uh, now they're working with the Mysterios. The Mysterios get a win there, like... We have Damian Priest and Apollo Crews. Like, both of those guys could be elevated to that next level. But who knows? Damian Priest retains. He's still doing this, like, he's good guy one second. He, a very Jekyll and Hyde I love it. I Damian love Priest. it. I'm not sold on it yet. Oh, I'm so sold on it. I think it's great. I think it's so far the best thing that they have done with Damian Priest. Oh, well, absolutely. But I just, there's something with Damian Priest that I feel like is missing. Like, I feel like he's very... He needs to get more into it. Yeah, something's just, I don't know. Something's weird. Like, he's too smiley when he first comes out. Well, that's the thing, because he's good when he first comes out, and I then know, he has, like, oh, a psychotic break. It feels so, too much. So, yes, he needs to be more just, like, chill happy, not, and like, over-the-top happy, yeah. and then go absolutely apeshit. And he's got that part down, though. I think he does very well with that. And then, I mean, that's really all of Raw. Yeah, I mean, not a, it didn't feel like a ton happened on a no. three-hour show. Um, but on SmackDown, on the other side, we kicked off the show with Brock Lesnar. Right, who he is, is back. back. Uh, Kayla would never lie to us. She announced last <laughs> week that Brock Lesnar would return. She was right. He comes out to the ring, and Sami Zayn interrupts. Which was so, so weird to me. It was so funny. Like, like, to see these paths cross it All of a sudden, hilarious. Sami Zayn's music is what's interrupting Brock Lesnar. I was scared for him. And what I liked, I just wanted to point out that on both of, on both Raw, yeah, on both Raw and SmackDown, <laughs> we got it. You got it. You're fine. We're so good. On both Raw and SmackDown, there was one singular thread that tied the whole show together that was continuously happening throughout the show. And I always like that where, like, you have progression of a story in one show. SmackDown's always been really good about that with, like, yes. the, with the bloodline. Especially with, like, the bloodline stuff. This was not even really... It was bloodline adjacent. Yes. Just because it was just Sami Zayn and Brock Lesnar throughout the show. Yes. We opened up the show, and Brock basically forces Seth... 
or uh, Sammy to say Hilarious. that he wants his title match tonight, not yeah. day one. Why are you waiting for day Why one? Why would you wait for day one? Brock Lesnar showing a lot of personality here also. Great. I, this was it the was only fantastic. time I think I wasn't scared of Brock Lesnar since my first time of ever seeing Brock Lesnar. No, he was like supportive of, of Sammy while also totally bullying Sammy yeah. at the same time. Sammy eventually says, yes, we'll do it. Brock Lesnar literally twists his arm to make him do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Sonya Deville makes it official. Brock Lesnar's like, yeah, like we're going to do that. And then I'm going to face the winner at day one. Sonya's like, yes. And then Brock's like, look at that. We both won. Yep. We both won. We're both happy. Brock Lesnar and Kevin Owens did a great job manipulating the situation did, yeah. this week. And it, I mean, it was good. We had Roman Reigns later in the night versus Sami Zayn. And Brock Lesnar comes out because he did say, I'm going to be in your corner during this match. Supportive Brock. And like Roman is pissed off, takes out Paul Heyman, of course. Like, why is he here? What, like, did you know that his suspension was getting lifted last week? Or did you find out which, with the rest of us? Which, hold up. Yeah, we all found... Was Roman not watching the show last week? We all found out at the same time, Roman. Yeah, you can't blame Paul. Kayla told all of us. Yes, we found out at the same time, but he was mad that Brock was going to be in Sammy's corner. But this worked towards Roman's advantage, because yeah. Brock came out all fun and games, I'm here to be in your corner, and then just went, uh, suplex city the shit out of Sammy Zayn, yep. and this made Roman versus Sammy... I don't know, like 30 maybe, maybe, seconds long. Yeah, if that. <laughs> was it? Roman gets the win because Sami Zayn is dead. Yes. Uh, and then, I mean, we have Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar at day one. Right. And that's going to be a hell of a fight. It's going to be hard hitting. And you know, it's going to be never, interesting. We've never we've seen We've never this seen it before, so ever. So it's going to be an all new matchup. <laughs> uh, to kick off the new year. New matches, new years, new everything. You know. And yeah, I mean, it's going to be fine. We have not seen. I'll give them this. We have not seen Brock Lesnar as a face against Roman Reigns as a heel. Right. It has always been they. I mean, Roman was still getting booed, but it was it yeah, was the Superman booed. Roman. They wanted him to be the baby face. He was never the baby face. Now he is the heel that we all wanted. Yes. And Brock Lesnar as a face that like we didn't know we wanted, but it's fine. It's so it's cool. weird. Like yeah. I did not know I wanted this. I am legitimately petrified of Brock Lesnar and I wasn't while he was like forcing Sami Zayn into this match by the end of the night when he was just f5ing and suplexing Sami Zayn I was once again scared of him but and then we're fine and we're gonna see them and on the other end of the bloodline we have one of the Usos uh Jay Uso versus King Woods but King Woods comes out and says that the hand of the king is back. So we have Kofi Kingston back in action. Well, he wasn't in action, but he was just here. He was back. And King Woods gets this win. Yeah, Kofi's back. Uh, just had him and his wife just had another another child, their first girl. Their first girl, right. Uh, Kofi had like an MCL thing going on as well. But he is back with Woods. And I mean, I guess they keep pursuing the Usos. Why because, not? I mean, why not? The Usos tried to end Kofi Kingston. He should come back for revenge. And then speaking of revenge, we had the continuation. Yes. Of the pie feud of 2020. <laughs> That's one. what we should call it. <laughs> the, gr the great pie feud of 2021 continues. Last week, Charlotte pied Tony Storm twice. Yes. And this week, Tony Storm pied Charlotte once. Oh, it was so good, though. I don't. What are we doing? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why? Tony Storm is a great wrestler with personality. Charlotte is a great wrestler with personality. How are we going to pit these two together? 
pies. I think like that's kind of we know what yes, but we know what Tony Storm is like, and I think that this like payback kind of helped show what Tony Storm's personality is. Like she has like that goofy sense, but she was ready for it, and like. I don't know. I'm ready to see her actually wrestle and and it be something other than just dumb pies in the face and one of them yelling and the other one crying or whatever. And I, I don't know. And Charlotte always comes out talking about how she's the best at everything. And then she left with pie on her face and she was yelling. So maybe we'll be done with the pies now. I hope it's not going to be a third week of pies. Yeah, like, I mean, like, who else can bring pie? Like, can they both pie each other at the same time? Oh, God. Like, I just, I mean, at this point, if this was the 90s, these girls would be wrestling in pie. Yeah, right. <laughs> Straight up, it would be a pie match, and it'd be a whole thing. But, like, we know what Tony Storm can do. We yeah. know what Charlotte can do. The fans know what Charlotte can do. The fans don't know as much about Tony Storm. Why are we just selling that, like, she's this pie person? Yeah, like, let's actually get her in the ring. Like, like she, she was doing a good job with the promos, like, when she actually came out and challenged Charlotte. I right. like that. And then, like, she was talking backstage about how Becky Lynch is going to beat you. I liked that. And then now it's just been pies for the last two weeks. And you got to think about it. When we first got Tony Storm, it was like we would see her randomly backstage like, talking to, like, Dolph Ziggler or I something. I know. Dolph was, like, hitting on her yes. one time. That was funny. And, like, that was that was Thirsty it for Dolph. a while. And yeah. then we finally get her with these good backstage promos and these good challenges. And then... We're finishing that with pies? It's so stupid. Sure. I'm It just it doesn't make anybody look good. Like no. I think Tony Storm we can make into, you know, the next up kind of star, but like not if this is how we're gonna sell her. But it's it's fine. We'll we'll give it more time. Maybe they do this match at day one. Charlotte keeps saying that she doesn't want to do it, whatever. But I'm assuming we're gonna get this match hopefully at day one. Hopefully we don't do like the it'll just be another raw or another smackdown that we do this title match on. Charlotte does have to defend the title eventually. Yeah, I hope it is a day one, because that gives us a little bit more time to build this based off of things other than the pie. And then I mean, on another female feud on the SmackDown side, which has been building for too long, Yes, is Naomi and Sonya. Because Sonya hates Naomi, and we still don't know why. Yeah, we this literally been, have no idea why. We've been saying this why. for weeks. No idea why, but she hates her, and now she is... She said, like, Naomi challenged Sonia to a match, and she was, like, one actually with you, because the last time she ended up putting, like, Shayna in her place or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, I want one against you, and Sonia's like, yeah, maybe when I feel like taking off this suit and, like, getting in my gear, but now we set it up for next week. So, like, it was very... It was so weird, but yeah, apparently... Yeah, and Sonia, like, hits Naomi. Yes. And, like, that was okay. Yeah, Naomi tried to hit her, but she was like, I'm your boss, I'll get you fired. And then she turned around and hit Naomi. Sure. But now we get them next week, so yeah. we'll Sasha see if Banks, that actually happens. Yeah, Sasha Banks beats Shayna Baszler, Viking Raiders, and Los Lotharios. That's fine. <laughs> Los Lotharios win. Like, I like them as a tag team, but, like, I mean, the Viking Raiders have just been dead in the water since they got brought up. Uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. Sheamus beats Cesaro. Fantastic. And then awful happy talk. This is, and also, this hey, was so bad. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre was on Happy Talk with Baron Corbin and Mad Cat Moss, and she, Jeff Hardy was also here. Yeah, like, and Drew just, like, came out once again swinging this sword. Why does he still have the sword? To stop with the sword. And then, like, he's swinging the sword around, and Jeff Hardy thinks now's the time to attack him from behind? Whatever. So now we have like, Drew and Jeff on Happy Talk. Nothing's happening at all. This was 
all garbage, but Drew's the last one standing. With so, Jeff, they, they posed it down, they wore the fedoras, it was a whole mess, and I mean, I feel like we're wasting both of these guys. I agree. Jeff and Drew are both huge baby faces. Jeff a little bit more so at this point, but I mean, that's what, that was SmackDown. I mean, it was the Brock Lesnar, Sami Zayn show. Yeah. Which I've never thought I'd ever say in my life. Yeah, but I, I, that was probably the best part about SmackDown. And once again, we did not watch NXT. We are because we're gonna we're gonna binge a little NXT, right? With the lead up to War Games, right? We are gonna be watching War Games. We will talk about War Games because I mean, there's a lot to talk about on the NXT side outside of NXT television. Yes, because we know that Johnny Gargano. Mm. Uh, he did sign a contract extension for at least one more week to get him past war games, so maybe he sticks around. Kyle O'Reilly seems just done. Uh, Tomasa Champa posted about Johnny Gargano, and yep. I like I, I was so sad. Like he was just like, if this was our last match, and I'm just like, no, yeah. no. Like that's where we're at. Kyle O'Reilly might be on his way out as well. Like it just we are yeah, out but I of already the have, old NXT era. We already have a plan for Kyle O'Reilly, so he can go ahead and head out, and then we're going to be left with you know NXT 2.0, and I'm worried about that. But we'll see how that goes on the better side of wrestling. We can get into AEW, which we have Brian Danielson just running through the dark order. Yeah, he continues to. Just one by one, dismantle every member of the Dark Order in their hometown as mm-hmm. he pleases. He takes on uh, Alan Angels, number five, and he gets the win. Not a surprise at all. And he just keeps getting one step closer. And next week, he's going to face John Silver mm-hmm. in John Silver's hometown. And I expect another victory there. And, I mean, like, Brian Danielson comes out and... He gets this win, and then John Silver's going to come down because Hangman can't touch Brian Danielson. Right. But John Silver can. Right. John Silver gets into the ring. Da- Brian Danielson gets out and says, he is beneath me. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love... Heel Danielson is just... It's great because he barely changes his personality. Yes. He just yes. starts saying things that you don't want to hear. Right. That are still true. And, right. like, he is, he has gone full-blown Planets champion like he did before, but he's just not gone on the environmental side. He is just the cocky, just, I mean, amazing wrestler. Yes. That is going to beat all your favorites. He's going to beat them clean. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to cheat to do it. And, I mean, we're all leading up to, in two weeks, at Winter is Coming for AEW, we will have Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson for the AEW championship. And until then... Brian Anderson's going to kill every member of the Dark Order. I'm curious, what does he do with Anna J? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's one member of the Dark Order that Brian Anderson actually can't beat the shit out of. Yeah. Like, does he hire someone? Like, does he hire Jade Cargill? Yeah, just be like, hey, Jade, can you take care of this? Because I can't. That would be hilarious. I would love that. Who do you think's going to win between Danielson and Hangman? I don't know. I would do. I would just go with Brian Danielson Me because too. it's just it's a name that is easier to sell to more casual fans. That like, hey, Brian Danielson is your champion. Yeah, like it just seems more legit. Like, like Adam Page is fantastic, but he is nowhere near as big of a name in wrestling as Brian Danielson. And I would love to eventually get to a Brian Danielson CM Punk match if it has oh, to be for I the would title. Love that fine. It doesn't need to be, of course, but I, I would absolutely put the title on Danielson. 
Like, I would Hangman, too. Hangman doesn't need a long title run. No. Faces should be chasing the championship. Hangman finally finished his chase against Kenny Omega. He doesn't have real beef against Brian Danielson. Go find somebody else to feud with Hangman and Brian Danielson just take over as your main AEW guy. It would be so good. I like that idea. And then eventually we can get Brian Danielson and CM Punk. Exactly. And Punk had a match on this show against Lee Moriarty. MJF's going to do commentary while CM Punk, the whole, uh, MJF is basically making fun of CM Punk for how long he's taking to beat Lee Moriarty in this match. Yes. And it's hilarious. MJF is just too good on the mic. Like, just too good on the mic. Everything he says is hilarious or jaw-dropping. You know, there's no in-between. You're either just like, damn, or you're like, damn. And Punk gets this win. MJF comes out and says that Punk is just trying to get into Britt Baker's pants. I hated that. Which was weird. Yeah, he's like, like, oh, you're you're just a two-pump chump, whatever. And like... yeah, oh, I hate it was all, of all this. very like it was too childish. I hate it all. It just of this. felt very childish because, like, I mean, also, we know I really, he's taken. really wanted AJ Lee to come out and just whoop, be fun. whoop him. I just thought, that, like, I, I don't know why. I just kept thinking that MJF says he's gonna put Punk down like uh, Larry should <gasps> be. Yeah, and that's when Punk like that got was out of the my ring. favorite thing. Like when he's sitting there saying that he's trying to get another girl's pants, and Punk's just sitting there like. Looking at him, like, what are you talking about? Like, I can support a woman without wanting to get into her pants. And then he starts talking, MJF starts talking about how he needs to put down his ugly gremlin dog. And Punk just lost his mind. And literally, yeah. that he was like, no, that's my dog. And, like, he just got out of the ring and goes after MJF. And this is when I thought, because, of course, like, people come up behind Punk and it's a whole thing. And this is when I thought that would be the perfect time for AJ Lee to just come out, like, one do not talk about my man like that and then two don't talk about my dog like that yeah like mjf is talking about how i mean next week they are in long island right mjf's hometown he says he's going to be better than brett in canada piper in portland and punk in chicago i hope that mjf gets cheered in long island yeah because i love when we get those bizarro world like you get a specific reaction because you're in your hometown regardless of whether you're a heel or you're a face Punk was the same way, like, in Chicago. It doesn't matter if he's heel or face. He's going to get cheered in Chicago. And same thing with Brett. When Brett was a heel in WWF, when he went to Canada, he was the biggest baby face you could find. And I would like that to be MJF. I don't know if he's got that pull exactly. We'll see. We'll find out. We'll see. But I like the last time they were around, and even MJF's parents were there with a sign that says, like, even we don't like MJF. I love that. Like, be in your hometown and get booed because you're doing your job right. Exactly. Heels are supposed to be booed. This is not like when WWE was trying to push Roman Reigns, and he was a face, and we all hated Roman Reigns, so we were booing him and booing The Rock, who was trying to support MJF, or trying to support Roman Reigns. MJF's parents are also saying that they hate him. So it's going to be interesting to see how it goes with him in his hometown. Yeah, we, I mean, we had other stuff on this show. We had Wardlow, who was protecting MJF earlier in the night from CM Punk. He gets a win over AC Adams in just a brutal squash match. Yes. Darby Allen and Sting versus the Gun Club, or as Dan Housen says, the Ass Boys. So funny. We're going to keep the Ass Boys things going, <laughs> which is so <laughs> funny to me. Uh, but Sting and Darby Allen get the win, the first loss ever. For the Gun Club in AEW, we had the TBS Championship Tournament quarterfinals. This tournament is still going. Is still going, and we are finally done with like the 
basically the what it was the semifinal or like yeah. the, even like the, prim, the prelims. So we had Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander. So this was the yeah this was the, the last match of the second round. Mm-hmm. She gets the win. Ruby does. Ruby Soho gets the victory after a ten minute match with Chris Statlander, who had a first round bye. So Ruby Soho doing a little bit of a Cinderella story here. She right. wasn't exactly the top contender. She will face Nyla Rose next in this tournament. On the other end, uh, we had a little bit of interaction between Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill in the same night because Jade Cargill had just squashed her opponent in her match in like 10 seconds. And Thunder Rosa is that like was friends on Rampage, with this person. Not Dynamite. Yeah. So that was on Rampage. Uh, but they had a little bit of like a little scuffle because Thunder Rosa will take on Jade Cargill on the other half. A little bit of a scuffle? That thing didn't stop until the officials pulled them apart. It was a little bit of a scuffle. (laughs) It wasn't that much. I love Jade Cargill, man. She's... But yeah, we're down to the final four. (sighs) The final's going to be January 5th, so we're a month away. But we have Thunder Rosa on one end against Jade Cargill, which we... uh, Which, by the way, we assumed this. Yes. We knew this was coming uh, just because of the way the bracket fell. Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill... Thunder Rosa is the only one that's really beaten Britt Baker, like, other than, I mean, the match uh, with Riho, like, last week. Yeah, that was so, still but so weird. Thunder Rosa's been on this, like, upward trend of she can be the champion whenever they want her to be champion. She has so much fire. She has so much passion. The fans are behind her. And then you have Jade Cargill, who is just a specimen. Yo, she is just something else just, in all of the best ways. Yeah. I, we are not saying this in any negative way no, about her. Huge fan of this woman. She is incredible. Her look is awesome. The way she moves is I awesome. I love her music. I everything. love everything about her. And like it's, it's going to be tough. I would just go with Jade Cargill for this whole tournament. Me I think too. I said this at the beginning of this. As great as Thunder Rosa is, I would rather have her feud with Britt Baker down the road for the uh, AEW Women's Championship. I think Jade Cargill is made for this TBS championship, and I would like to see her face Ruby Soho in the final. I would like that, too. as much as it would be great, like, it would suck if Ruby loses both title matches that she gets, right? Oh, I didn't even think about that. So, like, she lost to Britt Baker... And then she gets to the finals of this tournament and loses again. Like, I could see them absolutely putting this title on Ruby just for the feel-good story of it. Listen, if and it then comes have down, Jade win it later. If it comes down to Ruby and Jade, I think in the finals of this tournament, I think I would probably go Ruby. Because because of that. I would want to see Ruby win the title. Because she didn't she doesn't get titles like yeah. that. And I would want to see her win the title. And I would love that. And everybody knows I play with my heart. So, I know. I, you know, I would definitely do that there. But... Jade Cargill is just, she will be a champion. Yeah, like, I, You know, I would it doesn't matter when, she will be. She hasn't lost yet. She's running through this tournament. I would have her win this whole thing, keep her undefeated, make her an undefeated champion, and then have Ruby beat her later. Yeah. Like, I think Ruby can be the one to stop this whole run, but I just, I would, I would want to see Jade Cargill be the first TBS champion because she is a homegrown talent. She Mm -hmm. is AEW's Jade Cargill. Yeah. Ruby Soho is the girl you got from the other place. Yeah. I would, like, and which is, there's nothing against that, but for your first champion, make it a homegrown talent. I mean, I I can't, either way, I'd be happy. I'd be happy either way, too. Um, And then Cody Rhodes and Andrade are the main event. Jesus. And my goodness gracious, this Atlanta street fight. Cody. Cody, Cody, Cody. Loves him some Atlanta. Uh, He went to high school in Atlanta, wrestled in Atlanta. 
and just put his literal body on fire. <laughs> fire. <laughs> for on this fire. match. Uh, just an awesome match between the two guys. Uh, we have this like this tussle on the top rope between the two. We have a table set up, and then out of nowhere, we get somebody that runs into the ring. Right. Yeah, and I literally hoodie mask. At everything. first, I thought because now I feel like I'm traumatized from WWE. At first, I thought it was somebody from the audience. Like I thought mm-hmm. somebody from the crowd had jumped the barricade and was running into the ring. It's like, Damn, security's bad. Yeah, so I was like, "What is happening?" But they had like an AEW hoodie on, so it made it a little bit easier. And then they take their hood down and they take their mask off, and it's Brandy Rhodes, and she lights the table on fire. Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. It's like she didn't know her husband was about to go through this I as well. Know. She put every bit of that lighter fluid on that table, lights it on fire, and then we get Cody Rhodes with a suplex to Andrade off the top rope through the flaming table. And I don't know if it was just poor placement of the table or what. Cody's the only one that went through that table. Cody was on and fire. Like, legitimately on yes, fire. Yes, because whatever it was, like, whatever the surface of this table was made of had melted. Yes, Onto him just too. attached to his body like napalm and just starts it, i mean he was literally on fire in certain parts of his body and like you're watching you're like for a guy that's on fire he certainly didn't react like he was on fire no he like pins they show his Andrade. back yeah, he gets the win while still on fire and like afterwards the ref is like patting him out to like he and gets i think andrade at one point was like patting him out yeah. like while he's being pinned he's <laughs> like brother you're on fire like i'll take the pinfall but yeah, I mean, they showed his back on Twitter like a couple, like the next day, and this man was burnt up. And as much as he's getting booed by the crowd, if there's one way to get the crowd to chant for you, it's literally light yourself on fire for them. Hell yeah! And I mean, my goodness, that was the end of Dynamite, and that leads us into Rampage, where we had Sammy Guevara versus the premier athlete Tony Nice. The very generic Tony Nice. Tony Nice, my guy. I get the premier athlete thing, right? He keep he's been saying it for a while that he's the premier athlete, right? He's so generic to me. I well, we talked about this last week. Like, I just don't get what is so special, right? Like you, he is incredible. He is a great athlete, but there are a lot of those. Like, yes. What about Tony Nice is better than Pack? What about Tony Nice is better than Sammy Guevara? Nothing. That's what why about Sammy Tony retained Nese? here. That's what I'm. Yeah. So Sammy Guevara does get the win here. Uh, and I just, I hope we can kind of just push Tony Nice Somewhere to, else? Yeah, just be on Dark, be on, you know, be, have like random matches. I just don't get the appeal of Tony Nice. And I have such a soft spot for Sammy Guevara. I just love him. So I hate that he's the champion, and I'll tell you why. So, <laughs> <laughs> Miro should still be champion. I don't care. I love Sammy. I'm fine with him being the champion. We didn't talk about Miro had a back, a little vignette mm-hmm. where he is no longer in a dark corner with like some light talking yeah. about God and his and his wife. He's now in like this white what's like limbo? Yes, it, very strange. Talk and like it sounded to me like his feud is now with God. <laughs> well, like he's not challenging anyone in particular, he wants to challenge God. And I would I would like him to challenge someone <laughs> <laughs> and actually get into the ring and get back into this mix. Yeah. Because I mean, he's been fantastic. So I think good. taking the title off him was the wrong move, unless this is all just, like, Miro starts to lose his mind because he lost his championship, he lost his wife. We need to get CJ yes. into the picture. We need to get Miro's wife on television as soon as possible and get him back to being the killing machine that he was 
before he lost that championship. I, you already know my opinion. I am so ready for Lana to be back. I need. I love her as his manager. Nothing else. She and does like, not need to wrestle. They could go a completely different route. It doesn't need to be like the foreigner, like the like the Rusev crush thing. It can, no. It doesn't need to be that. It can just be CJ, the American woman here. Yeah. Like I said, like I loved the ravishing Russian character, but not because of the ravishing Russian. I just loved the attitude that she had yes. and the whole like vibe she was bringing to it. Like she was just this boss bitch mm-hmm. and she's the manager of her husband who will eat you. Yes. And that's that's the energy we need back for Miro. Yeah, like make Miro the prize fighting or the prize fighter, but his prize is just whatever will make his wife happy. Right. Like if that's the uh, TNT championship, fine. If that's the AEW championship, fine. We do have the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal next week as well. Mm-hmm. MJF has won it uh, both years that we have had it. He has that Diamond Ring. I kind of just expect him to win it again and that just be like the running joke. Yeah. But part of me thinks that CM Punk should be the reason why he doesn't win it and make MJF even more pissed off at CM Punk. And I would like Miro to win it. Yeah, why and not? give it to CJ. Like, hey, I got you this, I got I you this Diamond this ring. Look at this ring I got you. Yeah. Like, do... Uh, there's a lot of things we can do. I just think Miro needs to be on television. Um, but we did also have the main event of Rampage. It is Pac and Penta versus FTR. We would have done Ray Phoenix and Penta, but Ray Phoenix is not here. Uh, but FTR ends up getting this win after Malachi Black comes out. And I just have one gripe with this match. You always have the gripe when it comes to the mist. It's, no, it's not even the mist. Okay. I love the mist. <laughs> Pac has one eye. Yes. Why is he allowed to wrestle? Yeah, it doesn't make any like, sense. I get the AEW well, allows saying, this because Moxley did it too. Yeah. But like, I feel like you should not be medically cleared to wrestle if you only have one eye. It's he just saying, I'm not blind. Thing. I can do it. I can sure. do it. Yeah, because he had one eye. It's fine. Well, the problem is, in that match, yeah. Malachi Black comes out and misses the other eye. Yeah. So now Pac is blind. Yeah, and FTR gets the win and because FTR of it. FTR gets the win. They end up stealing Penta's mask. Yo, that was Crazy so disrespect. Up. So uh, messed up. And they also, uh, we had the uh, AAA championships uh, on the line. So we knew that Kenny Omega had to drop the AAA Mega Championship. Right. So at the Triple Mania show, we had FTR defend their titles uh, against the Lucha Brothers. FTR did retain those as well, so they remain the AAA Tag Team Champions. But we have a new AAA Mega Champion, a match between Samurai Del Sol who was formerly in WWE as Kalisto. We had Jay Lethal. We had Bobby Fish. We had Bandito. And then the winner of the championship, uh, Vikingo, who is now your new AAA championship. I loved how Conan came out in the this beginning part of the show and was like, Kenny Omega got stripped of the title because he's a foreigner. Funny to me. Uh, but that is... Uh, the reason I brought that up is because FTR now remains your AAA Right tag team championships so they can continue to say that they are the best luchadors in the world it's so funny to me just a great week of wrestling that was just wrestling yes we had no news that was bad news no and war games is coming up uh we'll have more on that next week because we're gonna we're gonna get caught up because there was a ladder match that we missed to determine you know who got the advantage in the war games we have two War Games matches coming up. And then, of course, we'll keep you up to date with the Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly news as well. I'm so worried about Johnny Gargano, but only time will tell. 
In the meantime, make sure you're following us everywhere at HeBookSheBook, and don't forget to like and subscribe and rate us everywhere, and listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.